so welcome to our podcast today where we're talking about private flying private aviation and corporate flying and i have a very special guest today marilis hello um so um i would like to ask you about uh yeah tell me about yourself how did you uh, where do you come from how did you start flying uh, uh, i'm coming from estonia my childhood uh, it wasn't my childhood dream many many girls are uh, always saying that uh, flying or becoming a stewardess was their uh, childhood dream it wasn't mine it yeah. just happened somehow <laughs> so who did you want to become to remember at all or? Uh, i wanted to be a businesswoman okay. <laughs> yeah really okay. so maybe this is the closest <laughs> i have been for so far you know okay. but um, yeah I I'm from south of Estonia. In one point of my life I moved to Ireland. Uh, I was a au pair there and uh, wanted to come back to Estonia and didn't know what to do. And I found the, the advert that uh, Norwegian at that time uh, for the new people. And then I applied and I became flight attendant. So, for you, was it like was it easy to move from um, commercial flying to corporate flying? Was it difficult for you? Was it something that you wanted to do for a while, or how did it happen? Uh, I mean, I think uh, every flight attendant actually somehow dreaming yeah. about it. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. Yeah, that's true. Because uh, I think this is the highest highest you can uh, achieve true. in yeah. our field. Mm-hmm. And if I'm saying like this, something happened, and I didn't do anything about it, then I will, I will fly, uh, lie. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Of course, we. If you are a flight attendant and you are into this field already, um, yeah. I mean, secretly or no secretly, we all dream about it somehow. Yeah, yeah. We, we just don't tell everyone. Exactly, okay. exactly. So yeah, how did it happen? Like, did you? Where did you get information, or do you feel like? There was a lack of it as well, or uh, what do you feel? But I have to tell you that it was a little bit um, luck for me. Okay. Uh, yeah, because I didn't uh, move from normal aviation s- straight to the the corporate flight flying. There it was, was a, something was between. Okay. Something uh, was between, and uh, as we know, there's a different kind of operation uh, in uh, private flying. Mm-hmm. And there is a like a very VIP flying. Oh, okay. And then there is a kind of like um, the companies who are uh, advertising themselves as a corporate uh, companies, but they are kind of a between. You mean okay. there is a like a, the aircraft looks are very similar like the normal passenger aircraft, but you know in big corporation they can. They can order full aircraft and uh, fly the crew wherever, you know. So was it something similar to charter flights? Yeah, yeah, they they were charter flights, but they were uh, private charter flights, but not kind of the small, very VIP. Yeah, yeah. Corporate charter. Corporate charter, yeah. Okay, this is good. Actually, this is actually a very good thing to start with, like what what I've been hearing as well, like for other girls when they were talking about when where how did they start their private flying? It's like. 
a place to start from. So did they give you a training over there or how did you how did you get in there? Tell me the story. <laughs> If you want to, of course. Yeah, of course I can get there. Yeah. There is also uh, many flight attendants uh, have experienced that uh, in some point in their life they feel that uh, I'm enough. It's enough. I yeah, don't want to fly yeah. anymore. It was for me also. Exactly. I was uh, flying three and a half years, and somehow uh, I stopped. Right. And there was a uh, different reasons for that. So I stopped because I wanted to stay on ground. I wanted to participate all my family events, all my friends' birthdays, yeah, and so on and so on. And missed, so, right. so I have done this, and then uh, I I had a job from Monday to Friday, from night to five. And I was unhappy, and I was unhappy, and un unhappy, and and uh, then I realized that actually I want to go back flying. Yeah, once you start, you cannot stop, no, right? No, it's a lifestyle. True. It's true. the lifestyle, and uh, I missed that uh, lifestyle, and um, yeah, started to fly again, and then then I ended up in uh, this kind of company. They gave me a training, but uh, it wasn't like. Uh, Very high class training, I can mm -hmm. say. It was like uh, something. But it helped you a little bit. Yes, yes, more. it helped yeah. me. Of course, of course, it helped me. Excellent. Right. Okay. So, yeah, I, I had two similar companies between like a low cost airline and now corporate. Yeah. Okay. So it was like a smooth. Uh, so it made your transition quite smooth, right? Exactly. exactly. Okay. Very good. That was a good for me. So, right. So where do you? Um, so where? Do, what do you do now? <laughs> Tell me about it. If, as I know that, like in in corporate aviation, it's not. Uh, we're not allowed to talk about our, our our clients, our aircrafts. It's all confidential. So as much as you can say, um, yeah. What can you say about the the place that you work at the moment? Um, I I work. Yeah, how how can we say without <laughs> mentioning anything? Um, Give it a try. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm learning out later. Yeah, yeah. I'm um, I'm um, a, a private oh. a corporate flight attendant now. Yeah, yeah. so many words. Yeah, yeah. I, corporate private. Yeah, probably corporate flight attendant in like under private operation. Something exactly. Like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, our aircraft has an owner, and if owner doesn't use it, then we do a charter flights. You know, like uh, yeah, typical, I think. Yeah, in that field. Yeah, and I think uh, right, and you, and the thing about confidentiality is like you're not supposed to say anything about the owner. Like I don't know who the owner is. Like nobody's supposed to know it. So if you are a top-notch flight attendant, you keep all this information about yourself. So. I really appreciate that you're actually saying something about it. So, yeah. Um, so, what's your what's your like day look like, or what 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 do you like about this job actually? Uh, days are not the same. Never. 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 There's no routine, right? No, no. Mm. And uh, in this operation, I really enjoy that um, I need to organize everything. Yeah, I'm. Uh, it's a small aircraft. I'm alone. Uh, I have to organize catering, I have to create the menus, I have to go for shopping and prepare the aircraft clean after, uh, do everything. It, it, this is what I actually like and before when I um, ended um, my flying career first time, it was kind of 
also part of it was because um, you don't use your brain at all. <laughs> no, no, no I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, because know. you have a routine every day, even if your destinations are different, but you have a routine and somehow you are like, I know, yeah. after years you are like a machine, you're doing everything, you know, you know very well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But you in, need to use your like imagination, right? Exactly. But in uh, private flying, you know, you, it's, it's, you do everything. And you're more, much more creative as well. Exactly, yeah. exactly. That's what you like about it, right? I, I love it, yeah. Yeah. Do you also have like um, some time off, or are you always flying, or do you spend some time at home, or how is it? Is it busy? Uh, yes, I'm actually working part time, so I'm maximum ten days per month on duty. On duty, yes. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Summer times are more busier. Then usually I'm actually working ten days and. Um, and the rest of 20 days it's off. Excellent. Of course, I'm, I'm coming home for these days and um, and doing my my life. Okay, yeah, enjoying your life, perfect. Um, like now when we're talking about those busy times and not so busy times, I know that uh, a lot of people are asking about the airlines. We know that the regular commercial airlines are actually, some of them are, you know, they even stopped um, the whole thing, the whole process. I know CityJet has been bankrupt, uh, like a lot of airlines are not doing so well. So what is your opinion? I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure you've been reading some news as well. So what's your opinion about private aviation? How is it going to be? Do you think it will bounce back or it will, it's going to take some time? Or what's your, what's your look on this? Definitely. It comes back, it comes back much faster uh, than the normal uh, aviation. And uh, I think it's not only I'm thinking about it, yeah, and also yeah. I think lots of people are thinking about that. Uh, in uh, private aviation, we will be very busy, very yeah. busy because of the situation. People maybe ordering more private planes. Uh, uh, the customers who before took the normal airline, maybe in a business class or something. I think uh, yeah. we will see the busy times. Hopefully, <laughs> yeah. If they want to escape the virus and be in the environment where you exactly. don't have, so like you, you feel a little bit more safer. What about your company? Have you, um, I mean, have you heard anything about them? What are they um, expecting? Are they expecting to fly a lot? When once the borders are opening, or is it gonna be? Is it gonna take some time? What's your like? What do you see? What's gonna happen? Do you know anything about it? We're still waiting more information about it, but uh, I think that at least our pilots are very, very positive about it, and I think we will we will go soon and we will start to work. All right, I hope I see you then. Yes, I'm busy. So, Marie is. So, do you have any recommendations or is there anything that you would recommend to flight attendants who are thinking about becoming a corporate flight attendant but they just don't have any information about it? Anything that could help them, if you know anything. (laughs) (laughs) Try, definitely. If you are thinking about it or you think that you have all the um, abilities or or, um, you think that you are a perfect person for that, of course. Try. What What do you have to lose? Nothing. Only win. Yeah. But for example, um, when I, for example, when I used to be in commercial aviation, I didn't have, for example, 
a lot of information about where to go, what to do. Do you not? Would you recommend anything like special? Would you recommend like something uh, that could help? Yeah, you? yeah. There's uh, some agencies. There's uh, some web pages you, where you can put your profile. Uh, you can fill your profile. You can send the pictures. St just try to apply or. Um, or uh, yeah, try to get the via via agency, and of course the training and training will be nice also because I did the mistake, not the mistake, but um, I you have. You still know? Uh, yeah, uh, yes, I did. I didn't do any um, training for myself, and the only training what I had uh, before I started now um, was the, the training from previous company. Yeah. And uh, in some point I felt a little bit unsecured because or I thought that I don't have uh, so many so much knowledge about how to how to do the service and it made me be very tense and but you have to really enjoy and relax and that was if I could turn back time that what I could do for myself to enjoy this process more yeah. but yeah of course there's a Training the uh, uh, agencies, web pages where you can upload your information, and um, that's it. A anyhow, try from start. Start from somewhere. Start. Yeah. Start for fulfill your dreams. Exactly. What that's can it. stop you, right? Exactly. Yeah, only yourself. So, um, yeah. So you were saying something as well. What's like? What's the biggest misconception that? Maybe you had some misconceptions before you started private flying. Of course. You did? <laughs> That's not uh, actually true. Yeah, it's yeah. a little bit embarrassing now, but I thought that I'm not uh, beautiful enough <laughs> for this job. Um, I, I'm looking nice and of course you have to look there you nice go. There and, you go. Uh, and you have to be neat and professional and everything. Representable. Uh, That's all exactly. you need, right? But yeah. in, um, I think many girls and not only me, uh, People are thinking that you have to look like Miss Universe or Barbie doll or something to get this job. Uh, Actually, that's quite the opposite, I would say, right? Or what's no, your experience? Yeah, of course, there is uh, some owners who are looking uh, that kind of type of girls, but there is also the owners who are actually look nice uh, personality. And most of the thing is attitude. I think mm, attitude. True. Is uh, everything else you can you can learn? And yeah. Attitude, hospitality, the way you are, and uh, of course try to do as much as you can uh, before the flight to to actually not stress yourself. That's yeah. the that's the main thing because I have been in this uh, stressful situation and now I'm thinking like uh, that. Um, was uh, unnecessary you know yeah. I, I in some point I made my own life a little bit more um, harder yeah. would you say that if you for example if you would go um, if you do like a training that teaches you how to do effectively trip planning or how to do catering orders and menu planning and if someone for example explain that how it all works would that be helpful for you or do you think did you figure it out yourself <laughs> absolutely my, my uh, <laughs> First um, 
catering order. I don't know. I, I, I did it three or four hours or something. And now maybe with, now I can do it uh, with a half an hour. Because the thing is, I've never worked in a restaurant before or oh, anything like okay. that. Wow. Uh, I, I, it was zero well done. for me. It was zero. So uh, mm-hmm. when I started to do a catering order, I googled. I, I uh, what kind of what is this salad? What the, what you know? It's like yeah, yeah. I I learned myself. But if I would done it somehow before, or there would be some kind of course or something to to make my life much more easier. Of course, some um, operations they provide you uh, the, the training, and some things that you already have the. Um, experience so they think that you are fully ready just go and start yeah, yeah. that's true and, and even if you think that you are ready yeah. it's also good to 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 have some kind of course before and um, and um, it it gives you a lot i think yeah. in my opinion sure plus uh, i don't okay. think as you were saying earlier as well that you no none of the days are exactly the similar so Basically, you need to like learn something new every day, isn't it? It's not like you. It's it's never the case that you know everything, right? Or would you say that? Uh, no, no? <laughs> learning. It's it's like in it's your right. life, you learn every day yeah. something, and uh, and there's a different kind of customers. Uh, some customers are very demanding, especially some kind of nationalities, and then there's uh, customers who are very easygoing and uh, relaxed and. Uh, in my opinion, more famous and more richer people. They are actually really, yeah. really uh, nice mm-hmm. and humble. And, exactly. Uh, and you think and you expect that they are they, they they want a higher class service, but actually they 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 just maybe want only a cup of tea and they are so happy with everything. And uh, but yeah. but you have to be prepared. Yeah, yeah. It's to, good to, like... to deliver the service in very high. Um, right level i think i think it's this is like a, a, the best scenario it's not it's not like i think it's not really um it's not uncommon i think it happens quite often where you have ordered like the aircraft is full of best food from the best restaurants from the best catering you have some famous people coming on board and they see the aircraft from the inside and they look at it and they're just so happy and they don't really want anything they're just okay just you know, I'll have a tea, or they won't really even want a lot. So, has that happened to you as well? Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah, yes, yes, yes. So you don't really need to do a lot, but you're always prepared to. You have to be always yeah. prepared. And then there is a, a other days. Then you have a really short flight, and uh, maybe aircraft is almost full, and they actually want to have a five course. You know, and you have to be ready, and you have and to you deliver, it. and yeah. you have to deliver, and then you you do it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So, um, so what do you think? What are the uh, different roles of flight attendant? Like, what, what, what are we? What can we? We just not like if you think about commercial flying, you would, you know, you're just a flight attendant. But if you go to a corporate aviation, do, do you have like any other roles that come to your mind besides <laughs> a regular flight attendant? What, what are you? You are everything. Mm-hmm. Um, you think that you are still flight attendant, and uh, maybe this. Um, worlds are, are similar, but actually their the work is uh, very, very different. In normal aviation, you just go to the aircraft, everything is prepared. Chicken Some, or beef? Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> it's very easy. You're going uh, step out from the aircraft and your working day is, is done. 
and that's it. You don't need to think about it anymore. But in private flying, um, I'm not saying you have to think about all the time when you have, you have a free time, but you have to do it much more before the flight and uh, much more after the flight. It's, you are there, there. You have to be everything. You have to. <laughs> Sometimes you have to be even, even the chef on board. You know exactly. Exactly. True. True. Um, and I think last question. Uh, then I'm not gonna touch you anymore. Uh, what's the like the most exciting place, or let's say the most exciting place that you've been, and the most exciting flight that you ever had, or something funny that had happened to you? Uh, it was, uh, I think, a year ago. Yeah. I was in Jordan. I really enjoyed it. Where did you go, sorry? In Jordan. Oh, Jordan, okay. Jordan, yeah. Alright. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. It was my... After my very first flight with um, this company where I'm working at the moment, and uh, it touched me a lot. So what happened there, Jordan? Nothing, nothing, nothing. It's very special, but Petra yeah. was really nice oh, sitting Petra, and, okay. yeah, and uh, I enjoyed this uh, this trip a lot. And also with uh, with um, with this uh, job, you know, there's a there's a like we all know that um, you have um, lots of layovers and you can stay longer in some places um, instead of the. Normal aviation, maybe you have a 24-hour stops, but or even uh, less. Even, uh, even less, yeah. yes, yeah. or very short stops. And also with the private flying, you can have very short stops, but then you can maybe have full weekend in somewhere. Exactly. And and this is also what I'm enjoying about this job. But um, and about the service and the job, and I think the main thing is the mindset that um, that. Um, if you if you have a heart and attitude uh, for for the sh for the job and and you want to sh serve you you are good at serving and uh, you are enjoying your uh, your job and then this um, this is extra bonus that you can stay somewhere or you exactly. are you, you can visit uh, the nice places or you can uh, kind of uh, travel the world world but um, if you are going to if you want to go to uh, private aviation only because of the traveling i think this is not the uh, it's not coming yeah, it's from not the right no, place, no no right? no no yeah. it's not so, so basically think, you need to be generous hospitable exactly. you have to like to you know I don't know, be there for people and being nice to them. It has to come from your heart. Right? Exactly. It's, Just mm -hmm. uh, think about what, what, what you are giving to the world. Not mm -hmm. only for what you are giving to the passenger, but uh, what kind of values you are giving yeah. to what you are giving. No, it's like uh, what, what kind of values you are creating to this world. Just uh, be, be like this every day. Be very hospitality. The hospital, sorry, <laughs> hospitality with your friends, with your family, mm -hmm. with your co-workers, with your team, and then this this uh, job will be easy. Yeah, exactly. Good. And uh, yeah. that's it. I heard some people were saying also. Not many people know about this, but it also depends on the operation. That um, they say that. Uh, if you don't like washing dishes or if you don't like cleaning up, this is not a job for you. Yeah. <laughs> Would you say that? Or? Absolutely. Yeah, okay. People thinking that, uh, wow, we are so VIP flight attendants, but we have to do everything. Right. I mean, we are also cleaners. We are also the 
chef on board. We are also cleaning. I mean, we are cleaning lady. We we have to do our dishes. We have to do everything. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> and you have to have, you have to do it like it's it's a part of the show. It's not like you have to do it. It's just a part of the job. You do it or you don't do it. And if you don't like it, then maybe it's not the right place for you. You can you can travel the world in some other way. Well, if I if I talk about myself, I I was never like person who liked to clean or cook or wash dishes, and I've been hearing this actually a lot that you're not supposed to like you're supposed to like all this stuff. But what happened to me is I learned like on the way to be okay with it. So actually now it it taught me how to enjoy all this. So so, so even if you don't like cooking or cleaning. I, I promise you, you still have a chance, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, but it's not like something that um, will happen for sure. If you really hate it, then you might want to think about it. <laughs> yeah, it's not how, how how you say. You have to have an attitude. At yeah, least. yeah. You have exactly. to have an attitude, and everything else um, falls into place. Exactly. Well, okay. Thank you very much. I really enjoyed this conversation. So thank you, and I wish you luck. Or I mean, yeah, I wish this luck. Wish you luck and uh, everybody yeah. who are listening, uh, maybe they get some good points from them. Very good. So I hope to talk to you soon. Thanks. Yeah, <laughs> Hello. Hey, how are you doing? I'm good. Thank you so much for um, inviting me to be a part of your podcast. So exciting. Great. So welcome to our today's podcast where we are actually talking about private flying and corporate flying. And I have my very special guest today, Helarin, on the other side. Uh, tell me, where are you at the moment? Um, I'm in Tbilisi, Georgia. <laughs> wow. <laughs> How did you end up being in there? So you're on duty at the moment, is that correct? Yes, I'm correctly. Um, currently flying, and uh, we are having a layover here, quite a long one. I believe we should be here for a week, and um, and we ended up here because well, not many countries at the moment are accepting, um, you know, private jets into the country. Yeah. We can just kind of pick up and drop pa passengers off, but for overnight, there are quite a limited countries that actually let us in and, and stay. All right. So, do you, um, since this kind of situation is going on at the moment, and not many, even private operations are actually not uh, flying at the moment, uh, do you take like special measurements as well? Like, do you have, um, do you have any like crew coming in and spraying the aircraft, or what's the deal for you? Like, how is it to work on board at the moment? Well. Um... I have to say it's, it's of course it's quite intimidating putting yourself out there but yeah. you know we have modified our service and we're taking and doing everything with extreme cautious um, and um, and of course yes every time we have passengers on board we do a deep clean the service you know we wear um, depending on of course the passengers how they wish we wear a mask and gloves and um, just, you know, give a little bit of extra personal space and, and are extremely hygienic. Okay. Well, good to know because um, I don't really know um, many people who are flying during this time. So are you um, are you quite busy at the moment or, or how, how is it for you? Well, I have to say that at the moment it's definitely a bit uh, a bit less flying because of all the restrictions. 
um, but I think it's it's gonna pick up soon as the countries ease their their rules and um, regulations. So we hope that it's gonna pick up soon. <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 pretty sure it's going to pick up soon because so many people are actually waiting. They're waiting when they can fly and when all the borders are opening. So I think many people are like now asking. So what does um, what does this girl Helarin? What does she do, or where is she? So tell me about yourself a little bit. So um, what kind of operation do you work for, and uh, yeah, what's uh, yeah, what's your story actually? Tell me about yourself. Um, yeah, so I actually work for a um, charter company. So I don't work for a private owner. Mm-hmm. Um, which means that you know we have customers um, all over the world, very different, and um, and very different destinations. We also fly around the world, so wherever a passenger wants wants to go, we take them there. Um, so we've been even to the most you know deserted areas and isolated locations. So it, it makes the operation quite exciting. Cool. What's the most isolated or remote areas that comes to your mind? Like first, first of all. Um, I think we've been, well, all over, of course, Africa, all the tiny little countries. I've been to Burundi, Kigali, um, uh-huh. also. Right. Okay. <laughs> I need one... to check that out on the map. <laughs> um, also, one of my most awesome mayors is actually in Bodo. It's uh, north of um, Norway, uh, really close to the yeah. Lofoten Islands. And that was one of really fun experiences. And, and of course, you know, or our other colleagues have been also to, you know, such cool places. Wow, sounds fabulous. So, <laughs> great. Um, so, yeah, so what made you go to aviation? I know that um, it hasn't always been your dream. So what did you do uh, before when you started playing? Yes, so, well, first I started with university. I went to study public relations. Um, and already in my university times, I was really keen on traveling. So yeah. my first experience abroad was actually, uh, I went for an exchange year in Athens, Greece. Um, and it was was really cool. We had such an active life. And I think it was my first experience really, you know, socializing in English and using the language so much and just being on my own and away from, from home where I grew up. Um, and as soon as I came back, <laughs> I already started planning my next trip. Okay, um, well done. <laughs> and uh, was really exciting because then I was told about this uh, program called Student Tour, um, which which enables you to travel around, get a job, and then live um, in the United States. I think mainly, but also there's Australia and New Zealand. But uh, my destination was Hawaii, so that was also um, very very exciting. Um, and <laughs> good, good. Hawaii, amazing. It was so beautiful there, very tropical and very different from Estonia, you know, where, where I grew up. <laughs> oh, it is very different. <laughs> However, Estonia is also, it has got its own benefits as well. So, yeah, Hawaii is no, amazing. Like, there's something good about every country. The more you travel, I guess, the more you learn to appreciate all little details, probably. Or, yeah, definitely. Yeah. 
It's it's very true. The more you travel, the more you also appreciate your own home country because you you just see all the little details that you maybe didn't appreciate as much before. <laughs> oh, that's so nice to know. That's so true, though. Right. So, <laughs> what made you go to like? What made you decide to go um, um, to flying? So yes, I was actually visiting my uh, best friend in Dubai, and um, and she had a friend of her own. That was actually you, Lily. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, who was this person? Okay, tell me then. <laughs> um, and I remember that day we were all on the beach and I was uh, just going on about traveling and how I want to go there and there. And and then I remember you you just mentioned me that, um, I think, I'm, I'm not sure if you then were working for Emirates or if you already were in private aviation. Um, but you mentioned me Emirates and, and you were just like, Hellerin, that sounds like, you know, the dream job for you. You get to travel the world, get paid for it, live in such an awesome and lively place like Dubai. Um, and well, at the time it was still my first year in university. So I was kind of like, okay, let's see what's going to happen. I still need to finish university and stuff. But, but it came my third year and I still remembered our conversation. I was like, ah, I have to give it a try. <laughs> oh, that's so nice. I, I almost forgot about this uh, conversation, but I'm so glad you remember all, all of it. So, all right. So did you, um, um, yeah, so your um, open day must have been quite successful because I remember you got in like you didn't fail any of the interviews, you got in like uh, easily, was it? Or how was it for you? Do you remember anything about your interview day or the open day they had in, in, in Tallinn? Yes, um, I remember it was it was quite harsh because it was quite a lot of us that had come together. I think, well, not you know compared to London or these bigger hubs, but I think it was maybe like seventy five of us, and all the rounds they always cut out like half of the people, so so they really knew who and and what you know they were looking in in from the people that they were looking to hire. Um, and I just thank God because I had to do a lot of research. I was reading a lot of blogs and, um, you know, thank God for all the tips that I got to, to prepare myself because, I mean, if, if you kind of know, you go, you go there and you don't have an idea, then I think it's going to be uh, a quite of a challenge, you know, to, to make it through. Yeah, okay. Uh, so did you, like... Um... Yeah, one more question about the interviews. Like, did you do you know how many girls actually made out of seventy-five to Emirates at that time? Do you remember? Uh, I'm I'm not quite sure, but maybe around ten, maybe something okay. like that. Okay, so not many, right? All right, so you yeah. went to Emirates, and I think you didn't, uh, as much as I know, you didn't stay there for too long. Yes, yeah, so it, it was a really cool experience traveling around, but of course it was quite a bit of a um, harder time in my personal life. So I decided to stay only for a year and, um, and then I just kind of decided to come back home and, you know, kind of seek out more of that routine life because of course you know in Emirates quite a lot of the flights are also night flights and it was quite of a struggle for me in the beginning. Um, so, so I came back to Estonia after that and I think I stayed for around five months looking for, you know, that kind of more stable job 
but of course after spending you know time away and and doing such a, it didn't really feel like working to be honest while i was with the with the airline it's kind of more like adventuring around the world <laughs> yeah you're right it's like a lifestyle it's hard to um it's, it's hard to um step out like once you i know people say that once you start flying it becomes like a little bit like an addiction or it's something that you really enjoy does that apply to you as well or how would you describe that Oh definitely I agree I after just being involved with this kind of operation um I think you know it's all the little aspects and also the life and work balance and the time off you yeah. really start to appreciate it so it's quite hard to go back to something you know office officey or something like that so yeah. it's it's very it's it's very rewarding I have to say Yeah so what is your rotation now you were mentioning about time off so how much time off do you would you normally get and how much do you like work what's your rotation like mm, so i have to say that it's it's probably very different in all the different you know uh, companies yeah. with with owners but for me it's uh, two weeks on and two weeks off so it's it's like a very nice little mix and balance of being on duty and 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 working and being on layovers and all of that and also having the time to yourself when you come back home and having to design your own day wake up and just kind of ask yourself what do i want to do today <laughs> because you're free you have no work that's amazing and um i know um you, when you went to um When you work when when you went to work for this private aviation or private aviation company that you, where you are now did you have any idea about it as well what's going on in there uh, or how did you get in there so so not really to be honest <laughs> i mean i just i was in estonia and i was like okay um you know private aviation firstly i didn't even think about it myself because i had only one year experience so So I have to say um I didn't believe that with that little experience I would be hired. Um so I was extremely lucky actually or you know just um worked out and uh so what I did I think I just started googling private um aviation companies online and just start uh, started sending out my um CVs to everywhere. And um I mean it was it was quite difficult to be honest but but luckily yeah my company got back to me and, and invited me for for the um, uh, interview day That's great so um for people who are actually thinking about becoming um cabin crew in private company or corporate aviation do you, would you have any recommendations to them like for example about some coaching or asking for some advice or getting into some sort of training or courses would you recommend any of that from your experience or what's your Def- <laughs> yes I would definitely recommend it because well especially for me it was quite intimidating. I you know with one year I was only in economy class and and I only did a few maybe business class flights so I really had no clue what I'm getting myself into. Um so, so I some help from someone as well or or you did it all by yourself to get into that uh uh, uh corporate aviation where you're working now. No definitely um <laughs> Well, my my big major help of course was you Lilit. Um so thank God for that. <laughs> um so you what, know all the 
cover letters and yeah. you know the the taking the pictures and there's just I think there's a lot to to kind of nail because you know the ones that um, hire hire you and look the next cabin crew they know exactly what they're looking for and um, you, you need to be prepared so I think any kind of tips and know-hows is just you know beneficial right and you also you were saying something about your um, your experience you were saying that you only had in in economy class um, and business class together you had been flying for a year and you had girls over there who had different kind of experience and didn't get hired so would you say that um, experience is the major thing they will um, consider or there's other things as well that you, you can actually go ahead and, and give it a try um, absolutely yes so um, on my interview day um, I think there was maybe like Mm, 10 of us or more and yes there were girls that you know had seven years of experience and five years of experience and they had been already supervisors and and pursers and and then there was me that I was like mm, you know little little mouse in the corner <laughs> but <laughs> no, I would I definitely say that you know experience isn't at all the case it's kind of like an old wife's tale I would say that you know you have to have three to five years experience and this and that it's it's much more evolved now and I think that people they look you know who you are as a person what you bring to the table your skills your knowledge your attitude and and all of that combined you know kind of shows if if you're up for this um, this kind of job um, in aviation or, or not so I, I would definitely recommend to not get um, disencouraged by experience excellent I, I absolutely agree with that um, so, for example, now you um, you you got a training from your company, right? You didn't you didn't go through any trainings prior um, joining this company where you work at the moment. Is that correct? Yes. So uh, my co company provided us with a little two week um, kind of in introduction and, and uh, tips and, and how the service goes. So I was quite quite lucky with that. Yeah. So for example, if um, I know there are quite a lot of um, companies who don't give you any sort of a training and they expect you to know anything. I mean, they expect you to know everything yourself. But would you? Uh, like for example if you had a choice or if you had a um, if somebody would offer you a job would you consider um, going through some sort of training or training courses yourself in order to know how to prepare food on board or how to do silver service without having any trainings prior to that um, well coming from economy class I think I think definitely um, you know it just so gives you such a confidence boost and you know when you know what you're doing it makes a world of difference so I think it's definitely beneficial um, and and provides a value excellent um, so what else like we've been talking about these trainings and being prepared and everything but I know there's lot like um, you go to like so many different kind of places and amazing areas in the world. Uh, what else is that um, that you really like about your job that um, maybe I haven't heard before? Because you've been doing it for about two years now, is that correct? 
Um, yes, yeah. yes, coming up to two and a half now, actually. Well done. Um, <laughs> thank well. you. But um, I think it's, it's, you know, as being a charter company, it's the various customer profiles. So it's quite, you know, every day is different. It's quite challenging and, and you really have to uh, tailor your service and the experience to the customer needs. Um, so we get to have fun with that and, and really get to know our passenger once they, once they board. Um, so it's, it's definitely very, offers you quite amount of variety. And, um, and yes, the crew, I really enjoy also being um, in charge of the cabin. You know, I love the Emirates kind of big team thing, but it's also very enjoyable and rewarding just kind of doing your own thing and being your own boss and just <laughs> feeling good. <laughs> Excellent. Um, great. So I know that at the moment you are not really flying too much because of this current situation. But what's your intake or what's your, um, what do you see? What's your prediction about the, the uh, corporate aviation um, once the borders are opening? Do you know if you've heard anything as well from, from your company? Um, is, it gonna go, is it going to you know, come back or is it going to be quiet? Because I know some um, commercial companies have been you know, bankrupt and not, not many companies are flying at the moment. So what's your what's your prediction on this? Well, yes, first of all, definitely it's such a shame, you know, and I really feel for for all the crew um, during these tough times because there have been numerous, numerous crew, um, you know, left without jobs. So so that's a shame. But um, but I do predict that once, you know, the countries start to ease their restrictions, that it will pick up and it, I'm pretty confident that it will pick up much stronger because, you know, people, I think more than anything, they now um, prefer to travel, you know, even more safely and hygienically. And, and if they can, and if they can afford to tra travel private, then I think this is the way, the new way to go. Um, you know, to, to limit the contact and all of these things. And, and I think exactly so many people are trapped in countries and, you know, waiting to, to start up businesses again and start commuting. Yeah. So, so I think it's going to pick up soon and, and strong. Yeah, that's really good news. Um, um, is there something else you would like to share with us? Um, any like funny story that has happened to you recently? Or how is the life there in in, uh, in, in Georgia, like with this um, quarantine situation? <laughs> well, yes, it's, it's quite a bit of a lockdown, I have to say. Um, they, they eased the restrictions on the 11th of May for, for the residents here in Georgia. But for us crew, it's, it's very strict. Um, we are not to, we're not allowed to exit our rooms in the hotel. So we have to stay in and, you know, the breakfast is left behind the door and for us to be picked up. And um, it's, it's no joke, it's, it's a proper quarantine here. <laughs> Um, so so let's say let's see hopefully you know we fly again and hopefully this this kind of pandemic situation starts to ease and calm down right well let's hope so for sure um, 
Well, thank you so much, Helen, for being in the podcast. I really appreciate your answers and I uh, really enjoyed talking to you. So I hope I will talk to you soon and let's see where you're going to be next time when I'm going to catch you. Absolutely. Thank you so much again for inviting me and um, yeah, best of luck to you and hope to talk to you soon. Well, thanks. Talk to you soon. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>